Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. This episode is sponsored by Joe Middleton, founder of Franchise Business School, helping franchisors and aspiring franchisors strategically turbocharge their business growth through a range of comprehensive online masterclasses, exclusive membership, and one-to-one mentoring. Head over to FranchiseBusinessSchool.com to find out more. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. I am joined today by Karen Gibb from Mind Marvels. Hello, Karen. Hi, Charlie. Hello. Hello. So Karen runs a children's well-being franchise called Mind Marvels. Um, Talk to us about your, your journey into business. How did this come about? Yeah, probably by accident, to be honest. Uh, Former teacher, like many franchisees and franchisors are, looking for an exit from the classroom and was really interested in children's wellbeing. So I decided to really hone in on that and developed wellbeing sessions that I can deliver into schools and nurseries and also into the community to support parents with their children as well. What, What were you teaching? So I was teaching politics in high school, if you believe it. Wow, okay. I wasn't your traditional primary school teacher, but what I did quite early on was transition into working with children in care homes and children involved in the social work department. So I was always really interested in the trauma, the well-being of children and kind of all about their well-being and how we were trying to teach maths and English, but actually their well-being had to be looked after first and foremost so that the learning could actually begin in school. Right. And this has become something that has become more prevalent because of COVID and because of the way of the world. And like, I think I've seen it with my little boy. Actually, it should be the number one thing that primary schools are teaching. Absolutely. And it should be less about stats and figures and more about how are we actually able to regulate our emotions and not necessarily have bad emotions. But when we have those big, you know, emotions that maybe do seem to take take over us, it's more about what can we do to help ourselves feel calm and bring ourselves back down um, really from that heightened state of anxiety that, that we all feel. And these are skills that we need to know for life. You know, as an adult, nobody says, right, let's get the breathing ball out and do five (laughs) deep breaths. But we should all be embedding some form of well-being, some sort of calming strategy into our own life. So when we have those big events or just high levels of stress, we're easily able to manage them ourselves. Do you think we'll see like a change in the curriculum and that schools will prioritise this? I think so. I see up in Scotland, I mean, I know you couldn't guess from my accent, (laughs) but (laughs) 
Um, up in Scotland, mental health is definitely, you know, in the priority of the government and in the curriculum. I think it is introduced in England and Wales, you know, in, in other ways too. But I definitely think in the, in the next future, maybe with a new government, who knows, well, we won't talk politics, but... <laughs> You know, I think it might need a new approach. Education definitely needs that new approach anyway. So why are we not starting with our, ourselves and doing that our own work? And mm. Charlie, imagine what we'd be like if we'd learned self-development as children. Can you imagine? <laughs> it would be insane, wouldn't it? It would be insane. So what do you do on a daily basis to manage your emotions because I'm really interested in this because I think we like you say we should all be doing it we do encourage our our children well I encourage my little boy to do it but that's probably only because he struggles with those big emotions like I if I had another child who was perfectly fine I might not be worried about it but what what's your advice first of all for yourself and then Mm -hmm. for anybody who's listening for their kids as well Absolutely. I think it all starts with ourselves because children have to see us modelling that behaviour. So if we say things like mum's feeling a little bit stressed right now, I'm going to go in the corner and take five deep breaths. You know, you're really showcasing to children that it's okay to have these feelings. We don't need to hide them or or try and ignore them. So I think definitely working on your your own self-development. What I do is I join a medical morning type Zoom every morning, every weekday with some people from 6 a.m. And I find that really helps me because it's all about the gratitude, the affirmations. We read a book in the book club every month. So it's a really nice way to embed that learning because you know, I'm human and sometimes I don't do gratitudes in the morning or affirmations or life gets busy. But I think if you've got a group and you're accountable to it, it's much easier to to have that moral, you know, that group morale and, mm. and support each other. So that's what I do. But I always say to people, I'm a constant work in progress, just like everyone else. You know, there's times that I will fly off the handle or or not, you know, feel stressed myself. So it's more about what to do before we get to that stage. So things like breathing, positive affirmations, exercise. I know you're a keen runner. I don't know if that's through choice, Charlie, or not, but... <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's weird for me because I'm not a runner. Like, I'm not, I wasn't a runner, um, but I've become one. But I do think, like, moving your body for 30 minutes a day, that is not a natural thing for me to do like I've worked out this morning and every time I work out I'm like I hate this I hate working out it's not something that comes naturally to me but afterwards you're like I feel amazing this is great and so I have just put it in my life as a non-negotiable because because of how it makes me feel afterwards rather than like during it absolutely Joe Wicks always says you never regret a workout you know unless you break your leg or something (laughs) but you don't ever regret a workout but it's always the feelings before it and quite a lot of the things to do with well-being we want to push against so things like positive affirmations are a bit cheesy they can feel a bit fake you know a bit weird so it depends really I always say that we should try and choose one or two things that work for us mm. if standing in front of the mirror telling yourself how great you are just feels totally false then let's try something else let's do a daily gratitude list or you know let, let's embed well-being in a different way So for children and parents listening with children, I'd say some of these strategies are very similar. And I think that's where we overcomplicate well-being. We think there's this big, 
expensive, difficult solution, but it really is taking things back to basics, removing ourselves away from electronics, you know, focusing more on reading, learning, um, you know, things that boost self-esteem and, and self-confidence. I think I think that's key for children and for adults as well. We are very similar, whether we believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, I've always struggled with um, meditating. I think my ADHD brain struggles mm. to meditate and um, journaling. But I th- and I think for a while I like beat myself up about that. But I actually, I think you're right. It's about finding what works for you, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's not one size fits all and, and we're all so different. Journaling, I find difficult as well, but I use journal prompts each day and I find that's more helpful because it's answering a question rather than just emptying your brain because quite a lot of the time I'm still sleeping at 6am, you know, so I'm like, my brain's still still sleeping. So it, it can be difficult, but it's, finding what works for you and the most important part is being consistent and I know you you say this about everything in business it's really consistently following up how many times do you talk about you've got to just keep following up it's like self-care even if you have a great day or a terrible day you've got to keep doing it because otherwise it just falls away and then when you need it most you've forgotten all about it yeah yeah absolutely and I think having a gratitude practice for me has been um massive because I I think and a lot of the people who listen to this podcast obviously business owners and I think as as business owners we're always like on to the next thing like and what's next and we've just done that big launch and what's next and where are we going to get our next sale from and and actually there's we all everybody who is listening to this podcast who's a part of this podcast has so much to be grateful for and if we start with that, then more will come. Absolutely. And I think the more you embed gratitude in your life, don't you find that for me, I get less stressed about situations that happen that are out with my control. And I also find gratitude in the smallest things. Mm. Like, you know, I, I'm trying to think of a good example, but if something bad, for example, happens, it's like, well, what's the good in this or what is the learning from this rather than, oh my goodness, I can't believe that happened and dwelling on it. It's like, what can I take from this to improve and and, and to learn from? And I think that's a really powerful concept when you've got gratitude so, like so embedded in your life that you do see the good in most things. Do you know when, like, I'm just having, like, a bit of a shitty morning, you know, when you just, like, there's just, like, an underlying, you don't even know what it is, and then and then I'll go, like, so deep into my gratitude that I'll be, like, I'm so grateful for my coffee, but actually, I'm really, really grateful for the cup that the coffee goes in, because without the cup, I, and actually, I'm really grateful for the bean, because without the bean, I wouldn't have the coffee, and I'm really grateful for the milk and the kettle, that, and, like, I just go, and then, like, you're, like, how? how can I be in a bad mood I've got so much just in that one cup of coffee to be grateful for I remember like thinking imagine pressing a light switch and electricity comes on like you go to a tap and turn and clean water comes out like we never think about these things we take them for granted but when you're you know I've, I've just come back from India from a wedding in January and you really do take it back to the basics and be so grateful. And in India, they have such a community of neighbours that help each other all the time. And it's a really lovely country where people just bond together to help each other out. And I think we're quite insular. You know, we don't always know our neighbours. We kind of keep ourselves to ourselves. But actually, with gratitude, you find all this 
all these other things that you can be grateful for, like you said, <laughs> the smallest thing, but actually it's a big, big deal, you know? Yeah. So let's have a little chat about franchising then, because that's how we got to know each other. You came yeah. into my franchising course and now you are a franchisor. Um, talk to everyone about that journey. But before we do, I just want to talk to you about Jenna Farmer. Um, Jenna is one of my podcast sponsors. She also is in my mastermind and she takes care of all of the PR for Charlie Day sales. So if you want to make 2023 the year that you and your business is featured in magazines, newspapers and TV... Jenna Farmer is a journalist and PR who teaches businesses how to consistently get amazing press coverage that helps take their business to the next level. To start your PR journey, join Jenna's free Facebook community and get your business in the media with Jenna Farmer. All of the links for that are in the show notes. Um, you can also follow Jenna on Instagram for quick and easy PR tips. She's Jenna Farmer PR. Go and um, check Jenna out because she is amazing. She's had me featured all over the place, including Red Magazine, um, Forbes. I've been in all sorts of places. So um, Jenna is definitely worth checking out. We are really pleased with the work that she's done for us. Yeah, so I'd been in the Entrepreneurs Growth Club, thought you were absolutely nuts, Charlie, in a, in a nice way. <laughs> I was thinking, who is this lady? She is just, you know, so full of life and energy, but that's what, you know, attracted me to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club. And then when we were in there, we were chatting and I discovered that you were a franchisor as well. And then you had your course that you ran. So I went on that, I think that was maybe October, November 2021. And then from there, we kind of just met like this network of other franchisors. And I really, that's when I decided I was definitely going to franchise Mind Marvels. So yes, now we are actually an official franchise with franchisee on board, which is so exciting. And it's been a long time coming. Um, I think if you had been me, you would have just got on with it. But there was part of me that held myself back a little bit. Um, perfection perfection is something I'm trying to overcome <laughs> but I really really appreciated the, the help and support and that that got me started on this journey and I think it's really important just like with other business networking to be around like-minded people and have that support so now we deliver sessions in schools and nurseries and in the community and we are really looking for other people that are interested in well-being to come on board and really help change children's lives because as children's franchisors that's what we do isn't it it's it's a wonderful experience yeah yeah absolutely and um I've forgotten what I was gonna say had a good one there Karen <laughs> Really? <laughs> <laughs> no it was it was about the previous point um mm -mm. oh yeah that's what I was gonna say um you know you you are saying if I was you I probably would have just got on with it and I think that this is a really good point that you raise which stems back to the whole well-being and personal development and stuff is like that this is me now you know I've been a franchisor I've had um 
50 plus franchisees. So the decisions that I would make now are a result of having that company. But when I was starting to franchise that company, I can tell you I was a whole different version of Charlie and I definitely held myself back. And I'm sure in 10 years time, I'll look back on this version of Charlie and think, what was she doing? She was playing so small, but you almost have to go through that growth to realize what's on the other side. Absolutely. And I think, especially as women, sometimes I think we hold ourselves back a lot more um, than men might do. But I think, yeah, we're all in our own course, aren't we? And I think no matter how long it takes us or or the, the distance that we go, it's it's all about that learning and growing as we go. And I think when you have big issues, um, whether it's in the franchise or business or personally, I think it's about how you learn and grow from those those issues that really allow you to become the entrepreneur that that you you need to be to 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 deal with tough situations. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think as well, one thing that I've learned, if I can pass this on to you and any of the franchisors is it is impossible to be perfect as a franchisor or as a franchise business. So, you know, if you're waiting for that, you'll be waiting a long time. Totally. I would say just go for it as well. And one of the things that you'd always said was don't have everything ready for your first franchisee because things will change and you couldn't you couldn't be more right. You know, we have as franchisors operations manuals, which are like the business bible for for how that runs. And I have edited that so much since I've actually got a franchisee on board asking questions to things maybe I hadn't ever thought about before. So <laughs> it is a constant work in progress and it, it won't ever be finished. And okay. it's about being okay with that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I think if you if you're not okay with things not being perfect then franchising maybe isn't for you yeah can I say that (laughs) yeah yeah, I reckon so (laughs) it's a tough game and it looks easy I think from the out you know it's just like replicating your business but actually there's so much detail that needs to go into it it's really 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 challenging um but it turns your business inside out upside down doesn't it to to really fine tune um and see and see how it all goes together what's your plan what's like the bigger picture for my marvels the plan is to have many franchises across the UK but I'm being selective about who who's coming on board to begin with I want to I won't always get it right I know that (laughs) I've let that part go but I'm just enjoying having the conversations with people and just seeing where it leads and and potentially if they would be the right fit for the franchise in the future so my inspiration would really be to, to look at Phonics with Robot Reg and see how you guys have, have kind of went overseas as well and think, wow, how many more children's lives could we impact globally and, and allow them to have the tools to to feel great about their well-being, to understand what's going on inside their brain and also to be able to have that that self-care and that knowledge about their emotions to to conquer the world really cheesy as it sounds <laughs> yes yes I absolutely love that Karen um Karen I end my podcast with the same three questions so here they are for you who inspires you I'm going to say two people Denise Duffield Thomas absolutely love her and actually I'm going to a private breakfast with her next month which is oh I was supposed to be going but I can't make it anymore you have to cancel I'm good so I'm really excited 
<laughs> because she has that conversation around money that we all find so awkward and so unbearable, especially being British. Like we just can't seem to have conversations about money without it feeling awkward <laughs> and the other person I have just forgotten it's just gone out my head so <laughs> we just leave it with Denise oh no you said two <laughs> she's she's great <laughs> Denise is great she's brilliant um what about a book Atomic Habits I, I know that's been mentioned many times on here but it is a great book it, it is- probably uh, it probably hasn't been mentioned as many times as it should have. Right, okay. Habit it's like in the top five for me. Yeah, yeah. Habit stacking is just, it's just so, so easy to understand, you know. Um, And my actual second person was going to be Joe Middleton, who I know sponsors. Yes, she's my sponsor. <laughs> I love Joe. So Jo has been really helpful with the franchise as well. Um, she has um an incredible background that, you know, she's quite comfortable to share her highs and her lows. And I, I think as someone in the franchising world, she's really someone to look up to. So yeah, she would be my second person. <laughs> Joe's fabulous. And finally, what is a piece of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur? This is funny coming from me, but messy progress is still progress. It's a quote that I try and use all the time to break out that perfectionism because that is what really holds people back in business. Either it has to be done right or not at all, but actually messy progress is still progress. Fabulous. Thank you so much for joining me, Karen. Tell all of my listeners where they can find you if they want to find out more about Mind Marvels or maybe even spread the word about becoming a franchisee. Absolutely. We're really easy to find. Mind Marvels on all social media and our franchise website is mindmarvelsfranchise.com. So come and join us, come have a look and see what we're all about. And I'd love to help you to help support more children. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you. My final podcast sponsor for this episode is Natalie Skinner at The Fixer. Natalie is absolutely fabulous. And if you are wearing too many hats, trying to do a million and one things and finding that there are never enough hours in the day, then maybe it's time to work smarter rather than harder and introduce proven tools and systems that can keep your business moving forward without the overwhelm or stress. Not sure where to start? Natalie Skinner at The Fixer specializes in putting systems and processes in place to transform your customer journey, allowing you to scale with ease and reclaim your time to focus on what really matters to you. You can get in touch with Natalie in the show notes are all her contact details. Thanks for listening.